Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new, I mean, this is episode one, the beginning of a new era, a new thing, episode one of a thousand, that's what we're aiming for over here. Uh, <laughs> we got the rotation starting up tonight on The Rocker. YouTube will soon be available on all podcast listening apps like iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, we're going to try to put this thing. So we're super excited. My name is Ashley, aka Midnight, director of content here for Minnesota Rocker and version one. And with me, I've got... Icon and Kingdom Soldier. Uh, Icon, give yourself a little intro in case people ever heard of you. I mean, they should. You're definitely a regular face around here now, but give a little intro who you are, what you do, and why do you love competitive Call of Duty? Yeah, yeah. So I was on Building Minnesota Rocker a couple times, two times, three times, something like that. So That's just kind of. Minnesota Rocker. <laughs> so just kind of a spinoff of that. But I don't know. I kind of bring like that analytical approach to Call of Duty. So breaking down matches, watching scrims, getting the pulse of, you know, how teams are performing, leading up, doing the power rankings and all that sort of analysis. Um, so just here to provide that sort of insight and talk about COD and have a little bit of fun along the way as we watch this second season here. I love talking COD. It's literally my favorite thing. Like I had a I had a long day of work today, but I was looking forward. I was like, you know what? I'm still hyped to do the podcast later and just talk COD. Uh, yep. Kate, do you want to give yourself a little intro? I know you were on the last episode. Let's just, you know, this yep. is the one. Let's clean slate this thing. Who are you and why do you hello, love Hello, hello. My name is Kingdom Soldier and I like talking about COD because I love Call of Duty Esports. Um, I, I, there was it was in Black Ops One. I fell in love, and ever since then, I haven't been able to let it go. Even when I stopped playing after IW, I kind of dropped the sticks. Uh, no pun intended. But I uh, I still played mobile, and I still play mobile Call of Duty mobile to this day. Now no, I'm playing what? Cold War and Warzone and all that kind of stuff on my PC. Um, shout out future anti cheat. Shout out no more hackers. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> But I love uh, I love competitive Call of Duty and the Call of Duty League, in my opinion, has really um, jump started what I believe is going to be a bright and long future of Call of Duty esports as uh, almost like a mainline uh, a mainline sport. Uh, I think as the world has changed and COVID has put us in our rooms and in our houses, uh, Call of Duty still fi has found a great way to entertain us uh, and keep us engaged. So I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I'm like, I said this last year, so I won't, you know, say it too much on the podcast because I've just I've reiterated this a, a few times on Building Minnesota Rocker previous podcast, now known as Rest the Rotation. Peace. Okay, shout out Brett Diamond, we miss you, bud. It's weird doing a podcast without him. He's been my podcast pal for like a year, or over a year now. Um, hope he's hanging out, watching. Say what's up, Brett. Um, but yeah, we. Uh, I'm just really excited to start this journey with you guys. We wanted to kind of go in the direction of really like doubling down on... Wow, I just shook my screen. I'm sorry. That's how excited I am. We really want to double down on CDL and everything uh, that there is to kind of talk about with Call of Duty Esports, right? And we figured now is as good a time as ever when we're going into the 2021 season of CDL. Obviously, this is on the Rocker uh channels and i'm i mean look at me bro i'm buying i am rocker biased all right i am going to predict rocker to win every <laughs> single week even if we're like oh and 20 i will still predict <laughs> to win but uh icon 
and Kingdom are going to bounce me out a little bit. I mean, not that I won't ever critique and, you know, say, hey, man, like, we need to do this next time. Uh, but I'll be the biased one here. You guys be a little bit more objective. And, you know, I'll, I'll just want to hear your guys' takes on everything uh, that there is uh, that has to do with with CDL. So um, I guess one place that we could start, and we don't really have, like, a full-blown, like, you know, approach to this. Like, it is called the rotation. And I do kind of like the idea of, like, each of us kind of giving our takes on things. But we can, you know, have a genuine conversation back and forth as we go. So um, I actually have a question. So honesty hour, guys, I've been so busy with work and with everything that we're doing here at yeah. Mason Trucker and Version 1. And there is, believe me when I say so much, <laughs> you guys don't see what I work on yet. Spoiler alert. Not really because I'm not spoiling it. But coming soon, you guys are going to be really excited. I'm really excited anyway. Um, but so I haven't like had my finger on the pulse of like who's winning scrims, who's going crazy. I haven't been able to go into the comp cod Reddit as much, really track things. So I'm looking for, for you guys, like help me out here. Explain to me, obviously kickoff weekend was really cool. We beat Toronto battle of the North map five. Easy. We let him go to map five just so we could make it more entertaining. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. It was just the first match. It was like an exhibition. <laughs> didn't really count. But it was, you know, it was cool. It was good times. It's always good to get a win. Uh, but tell me, right. fill me in, dude. Like, what has been going on in recent scrims following that event? And then, obviously, really want to talk Atlanta Home Series uh, kind of predictions with you guys. So let's start with the, like, tell me, like, we're, we're looking at a map of the mall. Tell me where I'm at. Where are we? All right. I, I mean, I guess... <laughs> I guess I'll tackle this one. Um, so, again, I'll throw out there that what we really get to see is kind of limited. So, you know, we don't have, like, insider information or anything like that. So, based off of what I've been able to see, I can kind of give you a little bit of an idea of how teams are playing based off of how they've performed against Optic. And it's, a, it's kind of all over the place. Um, so, first, Optic has been playing well. So just since that kickoff weekend, we've seen a lot of the top squads, including Dallas. And that was their very first scrim after that kickoff weekend, where in those hard points, Optic won those four maps to one. It really wasn't all that super competitive, which was interesting to see, because if you had to list some sort of power rankings, which we may or may not do at some point in time, but those are teams that would be up there. Another team that would be up there would be Florida based off of oh, you were gonna say rocker man Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well hey 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 we're we're getting there all right all right, all right, all right. we're close we're right, right there so another team that people would put up there would be florida based off their victory over atlanta on that kickoff weekend and in those five hard point maps optic won those four one also so mm. when it comes to you know some of these top scenes we haven't seen them against atlanta we did see them against minnesota and against Minnesota, it was 3-2 in terms of the five hard point maps. You could talk about the controls. Yeah, won, right? Uh, no. We but... were the... <laughs> hey, that's they won two maps. Okay. They won two maps. <laughs> and they were close. A, a lot of those maps were super close. So take that for what it is. I don't really dive into the controls all that much just because, for me, controls is so defense-oriented that, I don't know, it just seems like who's going to clutch up and make that one big play to win an offense and control. That's just how I feel when I really watch those control matches. So I don't dive into those too much, but I try to get the pulse of what I'm doing based off of, you know, how teams are playing in hard point. And then of course 
we don't get to see 40% of a map in terms of search and destroy. So that's always thrown in there. Obviously, Minnesota played really well in search and destroy in that matchup against Toronto. Let me catch, even though I just say something ignorant real quick. We're gonna be one of the best search and destroy teams of the game. Not got wood, obviously, but I mean you got you got major maniac people. I mean, maybe they know, but like he has insane SD prowess. You got attach, obviously been around a minute, accuracy super intelligent player can really lead them. I do think maybe major maniac takes a lot more of the leadership in S and D. Um, don't know that just literally that's my like outsider opinion. I wish I could watch their scrims. I can't. <laughs> and then, I mean, you, you got Priesta who's just, he's good at everything. Um, Priesta. major had the number one S and D KD this past weekend, I believe. And last year's kickoff. He's literally and that comes to, I mean, a lot of the pro players obviously played a ton of S&D and that's how they typically came up. But Major Maniac was at another level in terms of search. So yeah. I definitely just interrupted you, but I just had to gush about uh, Rocker Search and Destroy. I'm super excited to to see the boys search play. Search and Destroy that. wins championships. Let's go. No, it, it's great. I love it. And on top of that, like, for example, in the four maps, or I guess the three respawn maps leading up to that map five, accuracy really didn't have a great performance and then you know it's minnesota's up five three in that last and then they're up five four and then it's five five it goes to that round 11 and then accuracy clutches up gets a two-piece i mean he's a huge reason why minnesota was able to win that map five so that's just what your roster that's what minnesota's roster brings as a whole is that at any point in time you could be having a point eight kd and and respawns and whatever and it goes down to a to a, a map five round 11 and they just clutch up, but so you got the a, ice. Like you got to, are you the ice man? Are you accuracy? Are you that, t that player that has the intangibles? I, I mean, I would say that he does have the tangibles as well. Pretty good stats and everything, but like, those are the plays. And it, I think you're definitely right in saying we're not seeing 40% of the competition when we even are seeing this very small window into scrims. Cause I think is optic the only team that streams them. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Other teams have started talking about it. Clayster tweeted about it. Like, he was like, maybe we'll stream scrims today. But, you know, but most teams, they don't stream their scrims. It's interesting. Um, What's your take on that, Ashley? Like, uh, like well, all right. So let's, let's honesty hour right here. I'm the director of content here for the team. <laughs> I want, on. I want as many content opportunities as right. possible. I selfishly want to be able to peek in on the guys's gameplay. I want to be able to look and say, Oh man, like, you know, they three, two optic today. And then three, two Dallas. Holy cow. Like those are crazy games. Like I yeah. progression. Like I, I miss that so much, but I do think that it is important to respect the competitive strategy that that our team is is kind of employing and in, in what they're doing and their practice every day. There's a lot of discussion that happens in practice where, you know, you open that up to the masses and then they're judging you off of that. And then you're seeing, well, I like this part, but you're seeing content made out of that, you know, I. Yep. You know, like it's good and bad. You got to take the good with the bad. But I think ultimately it's up to the players and coaches and their comfortability behind what they're showing, sharing, um, and and whatnot. I'm I'm wondering, like, when you look at Clayster, and I didn't see his tweet. Like I said, I've been I need to be obviously we're doing this weekly, baby. We're live to like every seven thirty every Tuesday, that central time. We're live here talking about this, so I'm gonna have to plug myself in way more to follow. But if Clayster's saying like, "Yeah, maybe we'll stream some scrims," I'm wondering like, okay, 
Maybe they're going to stream against the teams they feel really confident against, or maybe they're even going to play differently when they stream their scrims to like play or like, I don't know, give different looks to teams. Uh, Cause I mean, scrims yeah. kind of practice. I don't know if that makes any sense. Like if there's a pro player watching, they're like, why would we ever not do what we're practicing to do? But you never know, like if there's a strategy behind when they're turning the streams on, there could be something there to that. What do you guys think? Like, do you miss, I mean, obviously I know Icon, your, your bread and butter is, you know, analyzing <laughs> scrims and looking at that, but I'll, I'll flip the question back to you, uh, Kingdom. What do you think about players streaming or not streaming scrims? Is it unfortunate? Is it the best thing ever? Where are you at with it? Um, I've never seen a streamed practice session from an NBA team or an NFL team or an NHL team. And so I get, I, I understand the, you know, I mean, I didn't Bill Belichick get like fined or something a few years ago. Cause he was stealing video of another team's practice. And so this is a case where, you know, the Allen Iverson meme, like practice, we can't, what are we talking about practice? Like practice is actually, and, and even in this league, it's proven how much practice matters when you do it right. And so you kind of aren't just giving away that you're scrimming and your and your actual tactics, but you're also giving away how you practice the game. And in some ways, that's how certain teams win. They practice better than other teams. And so I get it. However, I'm in the exact same boat as you. I love to talk about it. I love when my dude Icon has videos to break down and content to make. And so I know that once the league starts, Icon, you're going to have so much gameplay to dissect every weekend. Like we're playing back to back to back to back. Like you, you're going to have you'll have more videos than you can shake a stick at. <laughs> at the same time, I've always said that. And this is <laughs> uh, although I'm on the rocker channel i've always said that call of duty runs on green batteries and i think that <laughs> i'm just saying what what optic does for the scene by streaming their scrims is huge like there's so many fans that came to this esport because of nade shot or scump somebody on that team that was streaming way back in the black ops two days uh, and playing pubs even. And so I do, I will say, I think the number of players making content on YouTube, tweeting about it, posting about it, and that grind is absolutely necessary. I think if you're a team, I think you ask it of your players. You can't force them because Envoy was on a show this week talking about how, and he was asked, is his content grind affecting gameplay? And Optic, going back to your scrims question, kind of did not have the same success they did before and immediately following the kickoff. They've fallen off a little bit in their scrims. And I'm not saying they're losing scrims, uh, but they're not dominating scrims like they were. They're not looking like the same team that was at the kickoff that just wiped the floor uh, with 100 Thieves. And so uh, there is, I think it's a, it's a back and forth battle when it comes to content. I agree with Hector's philosophy. Um, I'm sure you do as well. Uh, but you also understand your players and you respect their desire to keep those things to themselves. And if you're not like when you're optic, uh, what Seth brings when he when he streams those scrims, um, you know, and even like what Envoy has done with his own career. But Envoy said last year he would stop making content and he would turn his stream off when they started to struggle. And he said this year he's figured out a balance and he's kind of, you know, everybody says he's going to take the crown from Scump. And so he's got to do content. You know, he you can't be the king of optic gaming if you don't make content <laughs> consistently. And so I just hope that teams continue to make content, even if 
they don't stream the skims, scrims. Octane has started to upload some of their scrims on his YouTube channel, breaks it down, talks about it. And so I think if, if that would be possible, if sometimes they could at least post it somewhere, if it's a good map and they win, like, why not, you know? Yeah, get a little picky choosy with it. I think, that, I mean, it, it depends on their setup, right? So right now, obviously with Call of Duty uh, CDL moving to PC, um, unless you have a dual stream or dual PC setup, like one's doing the streaming, one's doing the gaming, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage if you're trying to stream or record on that same machine. Uh, right. And so I think like, that might be a part of it, but I, I too agree. Like, and I, for what it's worth, I think, you know, Priesta, Attach, like they're pretty content driven. Priesta's uploading an insane amount because I know how much them boys scrim. Like I know how, like how long their days are. And the fact that on top of that, he's prioritizing his brand and building his channels. I, I mean, listen, I don't pick faves, but that type of action is my favorite action, right? <laughs> I love seeing that. And we got uh, Shivani in the chat said, Priesta uploaded a scrim against Dallas today. Hey, there you go, Icon. This podcast <laughs> into us watching that scrim. I'm definitely going to watch that later because yeah, Priesta has been killing it with the uploads. The other guys too, they've, they've been doing content. And if they're not on their personal channels, Guess who's making them do content? It's me. Spoiler. There you go. I'm having record pretty frequently. We've been uploading tons of cool videos here on the channel. We've got, you know, funny gameplays of them playing against each other. We got some trivia stuff coming out. Bro, literally the funniest video. I mean, I'm very biased because we created it. But, like, literally the funniest video we have made was them doing Cold War trivia. Only it was, like, on the real Cold War. And <laughs> Attach <laughs> is pure comedy. Anyway, go check that video. It's amazing. I was amazed that... because. I mean, maybe this is bad because I'm an older gentleman, but I was amazed at how close one of them answered like the question about when the Cold War was. Like one was 40 <laughs> years off and the Literally other group like was like year. a year away. Like I was like, wow. Was it Major Man like, within one year said it? I think it might have been Dylan. I think it might have been Attach. Uh, that was like, I, he's a smart dude. I mean, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe he'll pull out random facts like that. <laughs> like, heard something in class one day and it just, yeah, like, yeah 40 downloaded it. <laughs> awesome. Well, so let's look ahead. Let's look ahead here at the schedule. I want to do some predictions. Uh, the Atlanta Home Series is obviously coming up. The February schedule, I'll just run it through real quick. Uh, for you guys, on February 11th, that is when our 2021 CDL season starts. Minnesota Ooh. Rock will be playing 100T at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'm really excited for that match. Really cool things coming on the pipe for that match, specifically on this YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe. Don't don't go anywhere. Literally, just keep this channel up all day. Uh, but we're gonna be we're gonna be obviously seeing. The, the debut match of CDL is Minnesota Rocker versus LA Thieves. Mm. That's going to be a doozy. I mean, we're, we'll talk about how they've been looking and maybe what's, what's the issue there, or maybe it's all a ruse and they're going to come out super hot on the 11th. You never know how it's going to go. Then on February 14th, Minnesota Rocker will be playing the Dallas Empire, the world champions from last season. They're looking nasty online. Uh, what I asked... got a big start. Uh, they do, bro. They Dallas, uh, they're a great team. I mean, what can you say? Even now, like, like with the the league this year, the the four v four instead of five v five, you have all these excess players that are fighting for spots. Just is way more competitive. But Dallas is still like they're right up there, right? I mean, they're they're up there still. They're they're at the top. 
then we play on the 19th of February, Seattle Surge. Shout out to that. That'll be kind of cool. They have a really interesting team. I feel like they didn't come out in their true form on launch uh, kickoff weekend. <laughs> then you got uh, on Sunday, the 21st, we will be playing New York Subliners. That's going to be an interesting one. I think right now they've got a team who played for Minnesota last year on the Subliners starting roster. That'll hurt my heart to watch because I want us <laughs> to win unless he's playing us. And then uh, to wrap up stage one and, uh, you know, our final match of the month on the 27th, we'll be playing the London Royal Ravens. Shout out, Alex. Also a former Minnesota Rocket player. That's really interesting. Some, some maybe some storylines. I don't know. Is there like weird weirdness between teams? And, you know, we got, I mean, we got a whole new roster this year. There's going to be lots of like matching up. So that's our schedule for stage one, how it works. I mean, let's. Real quick, just can I get a breakdown, like a, explain like I'm five, like how do the groups work and what happens when you get to the major? Does, do you, one of you guys want to take a stab at that and then we can roll some predictions? That's you, Kingdom. Yeah, I was going to say, I can take a stab. You guys can no, Kingdom, you stab got- me back if I'm wrong. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it, honestly, I mean, it's challenging to follow Call of Duty from year to year because the game changes, the weapons change, the meta changes throughout the game, stuff gets GA'd and you don't even know about it. Like there's so much that changes. And the way that we're they're running the league this year has changed. And so uh, basically uh, each of these weekends and there's and they're going to run into the major, which is at the very end. It's kind of like the fourth week. And after the major, there's a week break and then it goes back into it. And all of the weekends that you described, each team team plays every single person in their groups, kind of like round robin. And then the top three teams out of that go to the winner's bracket at the major the bottom three teams go to the loser's bracket at the major and that's where it can get interesting because it's really going to depend from each of the groups who goes up to the winner's bracket and who goes down to the loser's bracket we could see runs from the loser's bracket from teams that just didn't do well in groups but kind of figured things out and you know the thieves that that kind of roster has always been the type of roster that can kind of run through a loser's bracket. You know, they've had one of the, you know, their org has had one of the most successful ones we've seen. Uh, I think, you know, let's say Atlanta phases in the loser's bracket. You're not counting them out. Like they could easily make a run through the loser's bracket. Um, But with, with the number of quality teams, I'm interested to see how things turn out. I think, and I'm just going to give my opinion on the format. I think it's great. And the reason why someone said on a different podcast, because the Elite Series Challengers is two days before all of this. So there's going to be five days of COD in a row. Um, and somebody was like, how am I going to watch all of that? <laughs> you know, there, there's like, how in the world am I going to watch that much COD? And I don't know if anybody noticed, but Pacific time, these things start at 12 in the afternoon. Ha. People are going to be at work still. And Ooh. so these matches, like until it gets to the weekend ones, you can watch them all. But the the like the Thursday and Friday ones are going to be interesting to see viewership wise. Uh, I mean, some of us will be watching at work, but <laughs> hashtag hope my boss isn't watching, but um, <laughs> love you, Scotty. But uh, no, that uh, in my opinion, I don't watch every NBA game, even of the team that I'm a fan of. You can't, but that's the point is that there's so much content that can flow out of this much call of duty. And like as head of content, I would think for you, Ashley, this is exciting. Uh, because you're going to have matches on matches on matches on matches. Then you're going to have a major with more matches. Then you're going to have a week off to talk about those matches and let your team get a break, maybe change their rotations (laughs) and go back at it again. And so the amount of content we're going to have this year 
is going to be phenomenal. And you're going to always be able to catch up. You're going to be like, you know, I want to watch some COD right now. Well, I missed two days of COD. Yeah, so that's let me go like back good matches, bro. You're like, crap. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's exciting. I'm excited about the way the format is working this year, personally. Yeah, I, I will jump in here just to say that I, I do kind of miss back when, you know, there was an open bracket and there yeah. were a bunch of different streams and you could watch, you know, the group play on Thursday and Friday, and then that would lead into bracket play Saturday and Sunday. And it just seemed like, all right, well, there's a big, there's a big event this weekend. Let me order some pizza and sit here and watch Call of Duty all weekend or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. I absolutely do miss that grind in terms of viewership, but I like the way that the league has gone this year far more than what it was last year. I like that it's spaced out over you know, the Thursday, Friday, we're getting more matches instead of just kind of that weird format that we had last year where not every team was there and you didn't get every to... team is at every major. That's good yeah. Match. Every team. Yeah. There. yeah. Every team, every weekend, especially, and then going into the major every. So I, I, I think that it, it's good. I think that they've done great changes. Again, I, I will also reiterate what you said in terms of, not quite sure on the time slots for Thursday and Friday. I'm sure that there's a reasoning behind it, but like for me, I'm Eastern time. So three and four 30, I mean, it's kind of like right in the middle of the day, kind of like it's those EU, were, is what I've heard. I think it's giving, it's, e, it's giving some EU people an opportunity to watch COD. Imagine if it started at six central or something closer to that the people. And I mean, you have two, you know, EU based teams, right? So if, if you're you're cutting those fans out a little bit with the broadcast, I mean, there's there's definitely strategic ways you could do it. But to me, I mean, this is definitely probably like a not a viewpoint that many share unless you like work for a CDL team. But to me, it's so much easier to tell people when to watch your team when you know when they're playing, you know, whereas before it was like, hey, yeah, the tournament starts on Thursday. I think we play it this time. <laughs> then uh, then we might play Saturday, but then if we lose, we'll play Friday and then, then Sunday. Right. It's, it's, I mean, I'm sure the major will sell up a little bit of that because it is a full blown tournament, but just selfishly as someone who's trying to create around these matches and trying to get fans to tune into these matches, it's yeah. so much easier to say on the 11th, we play at two. We'll see you there. Peeps. Let's go. And if yeah. you miss it, it is on YouTube. It is vaunted out immediately. I mean, I don't know about you, but I used to work Sundays. I would like, I wouldn't even go at the, I wouldn't even go in the break room because I knew the Vikings game would be on. And I'd say, ah, <laughs> I, I've got it on DVR at home. I got to wait. Uh, so I don't know. There's some strategy there. I think that this schedule and just the format in general is much more competitive and viewership friendly. I'm a fan. They, they yeah, I, it's it. What you're saying, like, I mean, I don't like talking about the fact that I'm a Lakers fan because, you know, <laughs> you're, it's a love hate thing right. um, for most people. But I will say that in my phone, I get a reminder when they're playing because the season schedule is out. So it's like yep. I get a reminder on my phone that just says L.A. Lakers are playing the 76ers in 10 minutes. And I'm like, oh, cool. I forgot about that game. And I think, I mean, if I'm the rocker, you know. I mean, this, I'm giving this away for free, <laughs> you know, send that to your, give your fans an opportunity to put that on their calendars, you know, and to literally have calendar up reminders that say the rocker are playing right now. Uh, by the way, shout out uh, Claire Jeep chick. 
in the uh, in the chat. Oh, I got to meet Claire before, and she's awesome. Yeah, shout out Claire. That's one of my favorite human beings. She is awesome. <laughs> let's go. All right, let's get into some predictions, peeps. Let's pull up the screen right. here. I want to hear. Let's. I mean, listen. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. <laughs> you guys see it too. Listen, guys. <laughs> we're 30 minutes into this hour-long podcast, and we're at bullet point three of 15. <laughs> I knew it would happen. I knew it would happen. I knew it would. Uh, I mean, hey, man, we're long with people. What can you say? Plus, I mean, it's just, it's really, there's so much to talk about. We have, we right. have, that's why we started a weekly podcast. We have so much to talk about. I want to definitely get to the prediction first, though. Let's check out the schedule. I want to hear your guys's kind of, predictions first i mean mine are kind of boring because i'm just gonna say like rocker's gonna win but like i'm trying to look up the other matches here too and see uh where we're at so let's start with game one do you want to start with game one it's 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 minnesota rocker versus la thieves it's i mean i'll go first yeah you uh, you don't because we know what you're gonna say (laughs) (laughs) if it was 3v4 you'd be like minnesota's gonna win I'm sorry. That's not my place to stay. I'm just fired up. All right. I'm fired up. So, honestly, but I got Rocker in that one. I'm going to give it to Rocker as well. I think that I I will say that LA really, if they're going to win, this is, I think they honestly need to win this match, in my opinion, um, for just overall morale. That is a morale feelings emotional team and all the players on that team can play worse if things aren't positive and when things aren't positive is when you're losing Mm -hmm. um and i think minnesota you guys are built the type of team that if you did catch an l you would turn it right back around and you would restructure you guys got great coaches all that kind of stuff not that la doesn't have great coaches um but this team hasn't improved, as far as I know. I mean, Icon can maybe tell me if he's seen scrims or heard about them. But what I've heard about their scrims is that they're still playing at the level they did at the kickoff. And yes, they got wiped by Optic. They gave, I think, the lowest KD on Optic was a 1.2 or something crazy. Um, but I think Minnesota would take that. that. One. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, Optic went off. It, it was unfortunate for the Thieves. <laughs> they got stomped. But as Nate Shot said in his own, you know, in the 100T blueprint or whatever, uh, the only way we can go is up. Losing to Hector on week one, 3 0, we can only go up from here. So good luck to them. But I think Minnesota will take it. Yeah, I, I think that first match is really, first of all, I'm not entirely sure what to expect out of 100 thieves because that's just the way that their roster's been through throughout even though even last year like they didn't really play great and then champs came around and they made that run almost made it to championship weekend when it comes to scrims they've been up and down inconsistent but again they scrim probably just as much as everybody else they scrim two series a day and maybe we get to see one out of every four days, you know, if they ever go up against optic. So, you know, that, that side of it is up in the air. You don't really know what's going to happen. I do think now, if you would have asked me 10 days ago, I think it would have been a little bit closer, but just the fact that Minnesota didn't look great in their hard points and they still were able to win with their performances in search and destroy to me, that gives them a little bit of an edge there that and mixed in with the fact that, it just seems like whenever I watched that 100 Thieves roster, even dating back to OGLA last year, you never really knew, or I never knew, I could never guess what I was going to get out of Kenny and TJ. It's like one one match they'll come out and they'll drop a 
you know, a 1.3 and there's going to look like, oh boy, OGLA is going to make it to champs weekend as they almost did. And then the next week they come out and they drop 0.65s, 0.7s, they get smoked. And there's just that inconsistency factor that I've had all three last year. And maybe they can fix it this year. I know that they are playing out of Texas. So that connection issue won't be in play like it was last year when they were on the West coast. But um, for me, this first matchup, I'm going to give it to Minnesota based off of they were still able to beat Toronto on kickoff weekend, despite the fact that they didn't really play the best in respawn game modes. Yeah. I mean, I think like one thing I'll say is you can never discount a team. The slasher is on. And I think it's a good thing that they were together last year with OGLA and that they struggled. They didn't do well. It was frustrating. They did look better at the end of the year. I mean, that classic 1v1 with Envoy and TJ. I mean, geez, man, they really, they really, from you look at the beginning of the year to that match, day and night, right? So we know it's possible for that team in particular to yeah. excel or explode or just, you know, like get it, like get the game. Um, so I'm wondering, like, you know, I don't think, you know, even though they've been struggling lately, Hunter Thieves, I don't think that there to be taken lightly whatsoever, particularly mm-hmm. by Minnesota Rocker. I mean, it's the debut match of the CDL. I think that's pretty awesome too. Pretty stoked about it. So yeah, I mean, I think obviously I think Rocker wins. I'm very excited about the matchup, but I'm scared. Like it's LA Thieves, right? It's Slasher, it's Kenny, it's TJ. Uh, I'm, I mean, Temp is he's an X factor too, right? Like if yeah. Temp really yeah. shows up, you don't freaking know, man. But I got to believe with my boys. I think, you know, Major Maniac going to lead the way in search and destroy. Knock on wood. Simba, good luck, pets. Uh, that that's going to happen. But but yeah, I just, I think it's 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 going to be a close match. I'm, I'm hoping we come out hot. I, I do agree with you guys that this roster with Minnesota Rocker, they have the resolve. So if they do go down in the first game of the season, hey. We still got, you know, so-and-so, so-and-so weeks. So right. talk um, a little bit more. So the first uh, uh, opening weekend, so there's so many more matches. We just Dallas, got in oh, deep. We can skip past that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. Dallas is winning like, the next match. <laughs> yeah, the rest of those Thursday-Friday matches, you have two of the yeah, top the three teams first, phase. three maybe <laughs> yeah. the bottom teams. I mean, yeah, this, this is, this, yeah. The second match, for those that don't know, is Seattle Surge versus Dallas Empire. I don't know if that's when you go get your snacks or your tacos. <laughs> I mean, you leave it up, but you're not paying attention. I don't know. No, that's can that's, I can I can yeah. I say like as a Seattle resident, basically, yes. I live 30 minutes away. Um, I really wanted to be a fan of this team last year, but it almost was like what our other Seattle teams have done in the past when we've had them. Um, they look so promising, and I will tell you the difference this year. I don't think this game lets Octane be Octane. They have to win by teamwork. They're going to have to get it together. Now, if they want to make a statement, same thing with the Thieves. If they want to make – now, I don't know if you know this, but the Thieves' highest KD at the opening weekend was like a .81, highest person on their team. If they want to make a statement, they got to beat you guys Uh to say, hey, we're here. You know, we can do this. If if Seattle wants to make a statement, they got to beat Dallas, who everyone is saying they're the best team in the game. Until they play, yeah, they haven't played Chicago in a match. They haven't uh, played FaZe in a match. But everybody's just saying the consistency of those guys, they spend more time on the game than anybody else, those four players. They're going to be tough to beat. And for a team like Seattle that's struggling trying to find their identity, I don't I don't see how they could pick up a W here. 
Me neither. Good luck. Have fun to the Seattle boys. Uh, I'm still going to watch. Obviously, I'm going to be plugged in all weekend. I really am excited to watch these oh, matches, and I'm going to have my notebook out, all all kinds of nerdy stuff. I'm really excited. Um, we could go, you know, in the in the respect of time, we won't rapid fire this, but definitely want to, like, let's, let's quickly rotate through these. A, the rotation. Um, we got Paris Legion going up against Optic Chicago, the head, the Optic Gaming, the Hector's Optic Gaming, led by Skump. You got Formal, who's apparently been absolutely lighting it up on Texas internet with, I don't know, whatever Hertz monitor he said he switched to. He's going off. He got Envoy. Freaking, I can't believe that Dashy is like the fourth player or like the last one you like say, because that's just so crazy too. Like Dashy's insane. Optic's an insane team. Yeah. Five of them beating Paris Legion. Where do you guys have them? Is it is it pretty yeah. easy or is it contested? I'll say it's been really odd because coming into the season, you think those guys on Optic, based off what last year with Envoy being an MVP candidate, okay, Envoy's going to come out and shred. And it's kind of been like, not that he's been playing poorly, but Dashy and Formal have been absolutely absurd so far this year. And right. Skump is like top five, top six SMG. I mean, the he's fact that... Tough, yeah. Yeah, the fact that Envoy is the one on their team that's not like setting the pace and potentially their MVP candidate right out of the gates, I think that speaks volumes. I I don't see how Paris makes this close, yeah. but Optic W in my opinion. That's a nasty team. Who's on Paris again? Yeah. <laughs> uh scraps, classic aqua fire. fire. On theory is their coach. And I will say. Fire went off. Fire's good. Fire had a good weekend. Fire went off. He's in kind of contention for that, you know, kind of rookie of the year talk. Aqua had some good games too. Classic actually, you know, played like himself. Um, in theory, you know, I saw a tweet the other day. Uh, I don't remember who it was that tweeted it out. I think it was Scraps that said Theory sent him a DM at like midnight or one in the morning saying, I found a spot on Raid. Is anybody awake? And so this is Theory's opportunity to prove if he can't be a player in this league, Theory, I love love that guy. Can't believe right, that he won right. two championships in World War II and then just didn't play anymore. Um, but I'm glad that he's back in some capacity. He's going to work his butt off to prove that he belongs on a team as a coach. I agree. I agree for sure. I think, I mean, Theory's like, for those that don't know, if you're newer to CDL or they've seen, Theory's a long-time professional TK. player. TK all day. In the day. Uh, you know, he, he was a part of TK, which is an org that was in Call of Duty before CDL, and it's just, it's been really cool to like, I mean, I've, I've been here forever. I'm like the grandma of God. No, I'm the mom of God. No, I'm not. I'm yeah, not you're a, not the grandma. Yeah, I'm the <laughs> Lady of Cod, all right. And I've been around Cod. I've been watching the careers of these people, and Theory has always been around, never wavered. And I think him being a coach and like he is that type of grinder who has that mentality to try to take the team to the next level. So no disrespect to Paris because I couldn't remember who was on the roster. I do now remember that it is scraps. Um <laughs> we'll we'll see how it goes. I got Chicago quite easily yeah. in Chicago I would say like that's the team with the most raw player skill I mean it almost always is right Optic has the rawest player potential on any given Call of Duty weekend um, but can they bring it together strategically can they bring it together in search can they bring it together when the going gets tough you know that's you know if they go down 0-2 to Paris like can they bounce back probably Paris goes I would to optic can they come back probably not 
I would argue the optic point and say they have the most experienced and veteran skill on the sticks this year. But True. raw skill, I'd have to give it to either the Atlanta phase or those three dudes on uh, Dallas. Like those Billy Chotzi and Hook are frying. Yeah, that is true. Like in terms of like just this raw game skill, like raw game skill, <laughs> new on the sticks. They're not, you know, they're they're cracked. I mean, they did just win a world championship, but I can't imagine they're less motivated than ever. They're not. They're more motivated. Like they, yeah, it's That's it's. Scary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, next matchup we got here Friday, February twelfth. The L.A. Gorillas uh, going up against Phase Lee. Phase. I mean, listen. Yeah. Did lose right at kickoff weekend. I mean, to the Mutineers who won three championships last year. People are sleeping on the Mutineers still. Florida and Florida is a good team, a well coached team, and. They're they're gonna be scary all year long. Yeah, this is another one where I think that first matchup is probably what Atlanta needed. Probably to say, okay, we probably need to work a little bit harder. Let's get refocused. Let's watch a little bit more vods. I I think this first matchup with them against LAG is probably gonna be a 3-0, but I'm looking to that Sunday night game. I can't wait for that one. Sunday night, that is going to be Whoa, I just looked. Like, I knew yeah. it was coming, but I <laughs> line by line. Sunday, February 14th on Valentine's Day. We got a date. Oh, man. In Atlanta phase. My goodness. Hey, I got an idea. How about this? Let's, we're, ha- we're literally halfway through the predictions right now. 